Welcome to Love It or Leave It Part 2. I'm excited to have L. Hillers back on the pod for Part 2. During Part 1, we touched up on our ACL recovery, uh, individual goals, team culture. Uh, To start this episode, I want to break down, you know, my three C's of mental health, which is confidence, you know, character, and connection. So how are you able to gain confidence and sustain it you know, on and off the court, you know, throughout the season? Personally, for me, I think that confidence comes from knowing you can do things. So as a younger player, I wasn't super confident because I lacked in certain skills. And don't get me wrong, I still do. Like, there are parts of my game and life that I'm not good at yet. Um, But that's always changing. So... Confidence comes from knowing you can do things, and um, I work really hard to kind of catch up in the places that I lack, but as I've, like, athletically speaking, like, being at IU, I worked really hard to get better at things that middles typically aren't very good at, like passing, or um, I struggle offensively. I'm not the most offensive middle that there is. I'm better defensively, so... I'm constantly trying to work on the stuff that I'm not good at, and sometimes it kind of breaks down your confidence, but Mm -hmm. if you're not working so hard at things that you kind of break down a little bit, you can't be built up, you know? Like, things typically get worse before they get better. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, confidence also just, like, leaning on your teammates. Um, Leaning on your teammates to kind of give you that little air pump of confidence, you know, like, hype you up a little bit, really. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, so what you're saying is, like, the repetition when you practice. So if you practice a certain thing a thousand times, I feel like you're not going to be as nervous or lack confidence when, it, you know, when the moment comes. And I think that's, like, beneficial for all sports. So thank you for sharing that. You know, as a D1 athlete, you know, there are a lot of distractions on campus, you know, on social media. How are you able to distance yourself from all the negativity, all the distractions, that might, you know, be thrown at you because you are a female athlete, uh, you stand out. Um, not only you're a female athlete, but sometimes female athletes don't get the respect y'all deserve. So how do you, you just ignore all the distractions and stay laser focused on the task at hand, which is your academics and obviously being bought 100% into the program? Yeah, so you made a good point about how female athletes are typically um, kind of put on a stage and not given the respect that we, I wouldn't say deserve, um, but should be given. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, feel like female athletes were often looked at as kind of like we're not as capable as men. And they were not looked at as like men's volleyball is faster, they jump higher, the net's higher, you guys aren't as strong, you know. But the system of women's volleyball compared to men's volleyball are extremely different. We right. Have a completely different system. Right. Completely different game. Yeah. Completely different game. But as far as the negativity goes, um, as a female athlete, you're always under a microscope. Like if you're not the most fit on the team, if a girl is. Right. Um, seen eating something that maybe a male athlete wouldn't eat. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Some football players, you know, they have to eat their body weight and food in a day to be 
where they're supposed to be in their position. But for female athletes, we don't typically have those factors that we need to think about. But we're just constantly on this stage of, okay, are you the prettiest one? Are you the best one? Right, right. Your playing time is associated with, like, your worth on the team. And it shouldn't be like that because I can guarantee that, especially on the volleyball team, everyone plays in practice. You're with your teammates practicing for three, four hours a day, working out with them. No one is not working hard. No one is not practicing. No one is not putting in the reps. It's just when it comes down to a game, there can only be six people on the court. And whoever those six people are, are giving us the best chance to win at the end of the day. But if you don't play as often as some of your other teammates, that shouldn't like degrade your value to other people. So I've had a few times um, my role on the team most of the time it's, you know, to be like the energy giver to my team and like stay positive and kind of feed my team that positive energy. And mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm doing that, fans in the stands will chirp at me. Right. Like, oh, if you're if you're that good, like why aren't you playing, you know? Uh, yeah, like the club. I always look at them and I'm you're paying <laughs> right. to come watch us play. Right. <laughs> and you have something to say about me being a good teammate. Yeah. It's kind of a hard thing, but Beyond me. as far as as far as academics goes, you just kind of have to zero in. You know, you have to get through your stuff. You have to check off all the boxes. Another thing is women are expected to do really well in the classroom as compared to men. We are supposed to just have all of our stuff together all the time. Yeah. We're supposed to be super organized. And I've learned that not being super organized and I am a very typically very organized person Mm -hmm. to the point where it's sometimes concerning but relying on your resources and leaning on your teammates to be like okay I'm not doing well in school or I'm really struggling with this class it's not a sign of weakness it's leaning on someone for help when you need it and you come back successful because of it right do do you feel like male athletes have more of like a room for cushion in the, in the classroom than women athletes like they're they're able to finesse way more than as you would or or you could do you feel like that yes i think it's from my experience being in college i'm a senior now mm-hmm. it is more common for men to get male athletes to get away with not going to class or getting extensions for assignments, whereas when I approach a professor and I ask for an extension because I have a game, you know, in Wisconsin that I need to fly to and fly back and I won't be here on Monday because we get back at 2 a.m. and I don't want to have to wake up and go to practice and then go to class. Like, I need to make up that assignment and I would love an extension, blah, blah, blah. they're less likely to give it to me because I'm a female athlete and our sport inevitably has to be easier than any male sport. Um, And so it is hard listening to some of your male athletes that you're around all the time talk about how, oh, I got a 30% on this test and it's fine, she's just letting me retake it. And I'm like, that's (laughs) how it should work. That's crazy, yo. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So do you... Was there ever a time where you got any black backlash on social media or not? If not you, if any of your teammates, 
on social media more during the season or during the off season? How do you handle all that? So we kind of use the off season as a way to kind of connect with more people. So we'll have some content going out that's not game related or highlight related, but it's more personal to the players. Um, like on Instagram, our media guy, he's great. His name is Jared. Mm-hmm. He um, posted a slide show thing on Instagram that said, why IU? And it showed like five girls answers to why they chose IU. And I think the personal aspect of social media is great because it gives us a platform where people don't just view us as players. They view us as people with intelligent thoughts and beliefs and we are able to actually be articulate and not just female athletes that are dumb and just are supposed to look pretty. Yeah. Um, As far as backlash on social media goes, we had a few, like, haters about Indiana volleyball come up. Right, you always want to have those. We've had people talk down on the program, and at the end of the day, we know who we are as a program, so we try to take the higher ground, be the bigger person, and not feed into it, because at the end of the day, we don't have anything nice to say. Just don't say it at all. But the more invested people get into a program or the better our program gets, the more criticism and feedback we're going to get from people that sometimes have no idea what they're talking about. But also so so many opinions. People just think they can implement their opinions anywhere they want and that they should be listened to. And that's great. If you want to tell me your opinion, that's great. But getting so angry on social media about how we play or how something is done is beyond me. Mm-hmm. It's just... You just gotta laugh at it, though, L. You just gotta laugh at yeah. it. And I think no, that... Absolutely. I mean, cause, I mean the, the, you're in a position where you play for a prestigious college and you're gonna have things like that. Like, fans are gonna say stuff. But that's just... That should be a compliment to you because you're doing something right. But let's step back and focus on connection. How is the connection with you and your teammates? How deep is the bond and the chemistry that you have with all your teammates? Very. Um, I've known some of my teammates for over five years. Oh, wow. I've known them. I think I've known my teammate Gray for about eight years now. Just through the recruiting process, uh, summer camps that we would come to at IU. We've known each other for forever, so we've kind of, in a way, grown up together. We've seen each other through the ebbs and flows of college athletics. We have held hands through the hardest workouts, the hardest practices. And going through hard things together makes you so much closer to people because you truly see who someone is when things get really tough. Exactly. So, obviously, there's life stuff that affects someone's mental health and causes them to be more uh, reliant on their teammates for energy and support. And whenever things like that happen or there's a hard practice or someone's really struggling with something, our team is really good at rallying around that person and lifting them up. Or something that happens in practice all the time is we have certain rules in the gym where if something were to occur and a certain error occurs, we have to do a sled or we have to run a suicide. And 
oftentimes many girls on the team will run a suicide with that person mm, as like a support damn, system okay. you know right kind of like i will run with you even though you made the mistake like we're gonna run with you to support you because we see that you're no one tries to make a mistake you know so yeah there's just a really big support system with our team and there's not a single person that i don't feel like i couldn't Trust. Right, right, right. Yeah. For, oh wow, like the from top to bottom, everybody, you feel like that. Yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah. rare. That that's very, that's great to hear. Especially our coaching staff too. I know that I could call any of my coaching staff and say, "Hey, I need this, or I'm in trouble with this. I need help." And absolutely, they would let me come over in a second, even if I needed to just get away. I could go. Okay. Sit at any one of their houses and just talk or eat dinner, and uh-huh. it would be totally normal. Right. So when when so feed, uh, going off of what you just said, being so close with your teammates, when you're say if you're in like the middle of a slump, like or if anybody's in the middle of a slump throughout the season, do you guys rally around each other to try to uplift each other and to get you out of that slump? Like, how's that approach? How's that? So the dynamic of helping somebody out of a slump is kind of difficult to approach sometimes as a female team. Yeah. Um, women are emotionally led players. So mm-hmm. if someone's really down in their confidence, it's really hard to force them to come back up. Um, so there's a bit of accountability slash support that goes into this. So our team, if a really key role player on our team is not focused, is not doing their job, is not performing at their best or not giving their best effort, everyone's going to be like, hey, what's going on? What do you need? How can we help you better? How can we make this better? It's always, what can we do to make your life easier? What can we do to help you right now? And sometimes it just comes down to, I need someone to talk more in the back row and just let me know what shots to hit. Something like that. Simple as simple as that can fix that. But if someone's in a slump, it also comes down to who you spend the most time with or who you're the most comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I have been best friends with Savannah on the team for a long time, and we've lived together for three years out of the four years of college, yeah, and awesome. she knows me so well that like in my certain routines in my day she can tell if something's going on right she knows when to give me space she knows what i need when i don't right. even know that i need it and having friendships like that that are also on the court with you really help because she can look at me during practice and be like get your stuff together and i can know that she's telling you that because she loves me right so. absolutely oh that's so great great yeah. to hear uh for, yeah. for for this upcoming season um since you're a senior and you've been through a lot You've seen a lot on and off the court. Are you looking to be more of a, a of a leader this year to, to the younger players like the freshmen? And if you are, I mean, I'm sure you are, because I can just tell, you know, by, you know, your presence that you are a leader naturally. Um, but what's your leadership style like? Are you more of a lead by example type of player or or vocal, being more vocal and, you know, teaching them in the moment? Like, what's your leadership style approach? So my leadership style, I would say is I am a very vocal person. 
but I'm also an extremely positive person. So I will never be the teammate to call you out in practice. I will never be the teammate that yells at you and makes you get on a sled. But I am the teammate to come up and be like, hey, you're good. Like, you got the next ball, you know? So I think a lot of my leadership styles come from the relationships that I have with my teammates, and I want them to know that I'm always somebody that they can lean on, like, on and off the court. Um, But also, something I really love doing with incoming freshmen is giving them, like, an outline of what our program looks like in the Mm day-to-day and key things that they need to remember for them to be successful. So before, so since I was an early enrolled um, college student, because I graduated high school early and I got here a semester early, my class, when they came in, I sent them an email that was super long, but it had just the key points of everything that they needed to know to be successful, Mm -hmm. what they needed to bring, uh, the way that we do practice like there's no walking in practice there's no silence in practice if you don't call the ball there's an issue with that so things to kind of get their mind in the right place but also not be able to say I didn't know that or feel like they're coming in blind I want them to know exactly what they're getting exactly what to expect and I want them to know that there's no reason to be scared because I got them right absolutely Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. That was beautiful. Uh, last question, i get you off on here to close out the episode. You know, when you leave the program and graduate, you know, after this season, what do you want to be remembered by? Um, that's a really hard question. <laughs> hey, I had to close out. Um, I had to close out the episode with a hard one, man. <laughs> yeah, this is actually really challenging because yeah. I'm not the player that's had the most playing time it's, exactly I'm, I, I know i'm not gonna right I know i'm probably not gonna walk out with an all-american mm-hmm. type thing i'm not gonna be in any hall of fame or um have my face printed on a picture blown up in the mm-hmm. um arena but but you made an impact I though do, regardless yeah i do want people to remember the girl that gave her all emotionally and through their relationships. I want people to feel like there's, this sounds bad, but I want people to feel like they have to fill the gap of how energetic, positive, and how motivating I was and how I was a good teammate Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, Um, despite my role playing or anything like that. I want people to feel like I'm not there. I don't want them to not notice that I'm not there. And another thing is I want people to remember my outlook on nothing is that serious. And volleyball is a game. And even though we play competitive Big Ten volleyball and there are serious times, nothing is that serious where you can't smile and laugh it off. That's always something that I've done. Mm -hmm. I embarrass myself a lot by dancing on the sidelines and yelling embarrassing things but I want people to remember me as the girl that did that and did it unapologetically and was authentically herself because sports should be a place where you can be authentically yourself and not forced into a mold and IU has given me that and I could not be more grateful for that I wanted to ask you more questions because I feel like I have more to give to you and I didn't want to cheat you so but thank you for joining again I'll stay in touch but good luck with uh 
off-season workouts and, and stay stay healthy and uh, stay safe, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.